Tonight on the Goblin's Corner. Bullywugs and Lizardmen. Excellent. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight... We're doing Bullywugs and Lizardmen. That's right. We talked last episode about swamp stuff. Yeah, all sorts of swamp stuff. Yeah, like how to run a swamp-based adventure, how all the good, you know, themes, themes and, and creatures yeah. and all that other various such things that you could do for your game. And now we're going to throw some monsters that we feel are eh, not given enough love. True. So, Bullywugs and Lizardmen, delightful frog and lizard people of all stripes and textures. Sure. They are lizard folk now. Ah, that's true. Yes, they finally fixed that. That's good. Good for them, and 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 I'm I appreciate that as well. So we'll learn a little bit more about lizard folk and what makes a bully wook. But before we get to all of that, we've got to do the question of the week. That's right. So what do we got? We are going off topic today. Okay, because I honestly couldn't think of a very good bully wook lizard folk question. Well, there's so. n- not a lot about them, which we'll get to. But so what I'm going to do instead is. What is your favorite beginning of a campaign that you have run? Hmm. Boy, asking of the deep questions now. Let's see. I would say the beginning of the pirate campaign because that was started with Valentine the Bard who yep. gave you guys a mission and you just started off on a boat. Yeah, it started so simply. <laughs> so, so simply. Just go to this island and find something. Yeah, just grab this thing. It'll just be no problem. Just grab this thing and it end up being, you know, a whole war with the Shadowvar. Yes. Basically in what, two episodes? Yep. Yeah. Well, great. yeah, very shortly. In, because they they came and threatened us and then we murdered their messenger. Yeah, and were, then it kind of devolved from there. They were kind of pricks. They I were. Mean, yeah, that's, that's how it works. What about you? I have to say probably the original FU I'm going to Toro game. Ah, uh, yes. For those of you who are unaware, we used to run a game called Fuck You, I'm Going to Toro. Right. And what that meant was we played ourselves. Yes. Uh, now, sometimes we would give each other stats when we were playing second ed, if that you remember was the that. original one. Yeah. And then we, we increased it to third edition, and we... What is it? At one point, we had the entire the rest of the uh, players give you your stats. Yes, with what they thought you had, and then at some point, we just feel like you know this is kind of BS. Let's just give ourselves a standard array, right? And we just made our stat. Yeah. And well, you had- in the in the last game I ran for it, basically the plan was you are being remade as you go through. Correct. So you got to choose a new race and everything. Yeah, your class and all that stuff. Yeah. And if you recall, the last time I ran that. Everybody started as a factotum. Yes. Which is a little bit of everything, which was fun. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that as well. So the thing I loved about the beginning of that is we all got together to play. Yep. And I started running the game before you guys realized that the game was running, which is everybody got there and they're hanging out and they're like, hey, what are we playing? What's going on? And I was just like, Okay. So everything is exactly as you see it, except I'm not here. And everybody's like, wait, what? I was like, oh, yeah, the game has started. So here you go. <laughs> You've got five minutes. Find anything you can because you're going through a portal. Yep. 
Yeah, that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. You got a 10 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot cube that's coming with you. Yep. yep. Have you gone through a portal? Or maybe you've just started your own game and you really enjoyed it. Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com, or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. And of course, you can find us on all the things. So many things. Including Twitter. Because we talk all the time on Twitter. And other things at some point, too. Sure. All right. So let's get into the meat of this episode. Bullywugs and lizard men or lizard folk. I know you didn't mean to, but you said let's <laughs> get into the meat. And you started with bullywugs. Delicious frog legs. Yep, yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength here. Okay. So let's talk about bullywugs first because I find these especially interesting. Mostly because we couldn't find anything about them. Yeah. These are one of the few creatures in uh D D or fantasy in general where there's not a lot of mythological basis for it yeah so first off what's a bullywug it is a primitive race of frog-like humanoids found throughout bogs and marshes of various worlds a primitive is actually not super accurate that's the description they give but then they go on to provide not very primitive explanations for them yeah so spoilers it's, this was made in like the 60s or 70s so yeah. you know they're they're the concept was the descent into barbarism and you know the savage creatures and so forth and so the they considered primitive civilizations to be basically anything not your humans or elves or dwarves or whatnot right. in D D. so that's kind of what we're working with here now they're originally conceived by by Gygax, right? And his yeah. son, Luke. And in, I believe the first appearance was like in the Fiend Folia or something like that. I believe that's correct. And they were frogs, right? Yeah. Just straight up frogs out of the swamp. Welcome to the swamp. Now we got legs. Yeah. Big legs. I can walk around and spear to stab you with. Now, we went to look up, because most monsters from games are based off of some sort of mythological creature. Right. Somewhere down the line. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a frog creature in mythology, but our cursory 10-minute glance at Wikipedia couldn't find anything at all. I There was mentioned that there may be something in Mesopotamian mythology, but when I went looking all there is through is a, Mesopotamian mythology... It's just that they might be giant song and that's it? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there are somewhat... There are, now there are amphibious... And frog-like creatures in myth, a lot of uh, a lot of like deities sometimes have like fish heads or fish tails or whatever and stuff like that. But not just straight up just intelligent frogs rolling around. Yeah, not not frog mint. Now frogs in and of themselves, so just the you know little critters, they're all through mythology and fairy tales and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But frogmen seem to be a very a rarity. So he so Gygax borrowed from more contemporary sources, <clears throat> Lovecraft, and amongst others, I'm sure, and came up with the Bullywook. Not the squeamish fellows. No. Okay. So, Bully. Tell me about the Bully. And okay. there's a reason why they're called Bullywooks. And it really comes down to their names because they are, they're pricks. I mean, they're assholes. They're asshole frogs. Well, they are the self-proclaimed mm-hmm. lords of the swamp. They're rude. They're mean-spirited. They're, they exemplify the first part of the name, you know, bully. Yeah, bully. They're bullies of the swamp. 
They're also they're often called savage. Again, consider the time period when this was first written. Self-destructive, which I find interesting. Yes. And they regularly tamper with forces beyond their understanding. So a bullywug would very often find a genie lamp, start screwing stuff up. Sure. Or, oh, look, there's the rod of seven parts. I found two out of, you know, seven parts. I'm going to put this together and see what kind of havoc I can wreak. Or Yeah, but it's part one and four. Doesn't matter. I'm going to get it to stick together. Jam it together with some some spit and duct tape and it's going to work. Or something. Or something, yeah. I mean, Something's going to happen. Lots of sticky things in the swamp you can get stuff jammed together with. They threaten the safety of others and their own. They are often called brutish, noisome, and wet. But, I mean, I'm reading off of what, we, what I wrote down and I, I, I still don't get it, but it's fine. Yeah, so they're, they're mean-spirited, frog-like creatures. There are other additions that have perhaps given them a little more depth. Well, yeah. So we've had, what, 40 or so, 50 years to yeah. flesh the Bullywug out. What, has the, what have we gotten with later editions with the Bullywug? They're mean-spirited mm-hmm. and barely intelligent. So it's, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Different, different sizes. Maybe they more descriptions, right? Some, different colors? Yeah. No? Oh, no, because we got Gripplies instead. No, remember they got rid of Gripplies also. Grugs. I'm sorry. We, oh, yeah, Grugs. we've got Grungs now. We have Grungs now. Which yeah. aren't Gripply. Which aren't Gripply at all. Should have been. Um, and then we have... I'm, I'm going to Is that it? Are there no other frog creatures aside from delightful Mr. T- Giant Toad? Mm, no. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Now, one I mean, there's, there are devil toads. Okay. Those technically exist. That still is a giant Mr. Toad to me. It's, I mean, whether it's a devilish fi- giant Whether Mr. it's Toad. fire, ice, acid, giant toads are happening, bro. I, I'm aware of your stance, sir. I, I love Mr. Toad. Do you like Mr. Toad? Let <laughs> me know. Up to 10% of bullywogs are divine casters. Now, this was something I found interesting. Uh, favoring predominantly inflict or summoning spells. Of course. Of course they are, because they're bullies. Yes. I want to summon something to beat you up, or I want to hurt you. Yeah. So basically, as I mentioned before, they're assholes. Yeah. They don't believe in fair fights, and because of that, mm-hmm. their divine casters just summon more critters to fight with. We don't use tactics, we just use more. Which asshole more, frogs. More, more, That's all they are. They're just asshole frogs. Yeah. And from what it sounds like, they haven't really changed much. In no. any edition. So, they got that going for them. They're steadfast. Steadfast in their being assholes. Yes. All right. Now, one of the stories that <laughs> I love. This is good. In one of the editions, and in, occasionally in this edition, I believe it's hinted at as well. There are stories that point to Bullywugs being at war with another frog-like race. They think they're winning, but they lost a long, long time ago but we're too stupid to realize it. And now basically they are the buffer for the other species to outside worlds. That's awesome. Because so the big other species was much smarter. Way sm- so there's some other sort of amphibious species that is yes. potentially hiding in the marsh. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. So what are bullywigs good for? I mean, henchmen. Cultists. Cult, oh, totally cultists. You sum up a demon with a, with a bullywug tribe? Yeah. yeah. 
They make a great assailants for any watery area or dungeon. Mm-hmm. And generally, they're fun to kill because people hate them because they're stupid bullies. Yeah. They're mean. Yeah. They probably call you names while they attack you. They don't fight fair. And they're assholes. Yeah, they're the stereotypical 1980s movie jock. Yeah. I could see them wearing ascots and, you know, <laughs> or a varsity jacket. Yes. Yeah, they would totally wear the varsity jacket. So tell me a little bit about these frogs. Okay. So I'm, primarily, they've got frog like stats. I know that sounds crazy. So but let me guess amphibious. They are, in fact, they can breathe water and air. Shocking. Wait, they can breathe water and air? Yes. So that's not an. Oh, that's D&D Amphibious. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes. They're not. Yes. Yeah. You guys figure that out. Sure. That's, that's, I don't know how that works. They are capable of mighty leaps. Very frog-like in nature as well. They can leap very tall. Yes. It used to include a leap attack, but it no longer does unless you choose for it to. Hmm. You should choose for it. Yeah. Have them come down with a spear. Yep. Stab you in the head. Yeah, the dragoon attack, man. Oh, God. We need a dragoon class. That's what we need. Maybe we have it with this. It could be. Could it? Another way to upgrade your bullywood, guys. Yeah, that'd be, that's what's up. They're fast swimmers. Sure. Because they're frogs. Right. They're camouflaged. Mm hmm. Yeah. Earlier editions, they could foil infravision, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. I would say you could probably fool dark vision at this point if you want to keep that stat or not. Right. Just toss it. And some additions, they used to be able to belch poisonous gas. Again, asshole. Frogs. Yeah, absolutely. We talked a little bit about them favoring ambush tactics and being unfair in their fight. Is there anything else that is similar in nature to that? They used to be able to talk to frogs because they had very large... or very loud frog-like voices. Mm -hmm. They're very, they're described as noisy, right? Right. Noisy frogs. Yeah. Yeah. They used to use the frogs in the swamp as basically a security system. And probably guard dogs. Yeah. Guard frogs more likely. Sure. For the larger frogs. But I mean, imagine, you know how loud a little tree frog is. I had a frog pond outside my house, man. I know. That's why I said they, they'd set off the car alarm, tiny little, tiny little peeper frogs like this big. And they're just like, what the hell is that? Oh, it's a tiny little frog at this thing. My car is going whoop, whoop. Yeah. So yeah. So imagine a giant one. Sure. That can swing an ax. Bud. (laughs) Oh Lord. Uh, one of one of the tactics they love they love to use is they love nets and snares, right? Just get rid of people's mobility so that you can club them when they're sitting still. So you're a party of adventurers wandering through the swamp like you do, sure. And you're stuck in the mud. You're squelching. You're already angry that the the paladin's pissed off because he's he's stuck in the bog because he wore his full plate. I mean, sure he did. Because, of course he did. Of course he did. The horse has already been eaten because, you know, it's, it's been, it's been it's three delicious. weeks. Yeah, when it was, del- and horse is delicious, supposedly. And all of a sudden, out of the bog comes this squelching bellow and riding giant Mr. Toad, because they would. Sure. It's this tribe of bullywugs with nets and pokey objects that just 
fuck up your day. Yes. And if you turn to run, they are summoned creatures behind you. Of course they have. And and you can't you can't run. We turn around to run. You can't run. You're, you're squelching in the mud. I said the paladins. Yeah. The paladins already got five of them on them. They're 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 finding kinks in his armor. The wizards already fled because the wizard would. No, the wizard would teleport in, away. Invis cast fly, and then fireball from above. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are those nets working out for you, guy? Rogue's already dug a hole. <laughs> Covered himself, covered himself in, in, mud, in mud like commando or not commando like predator, predator yeah. yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about I, oh yeah i was there i knew exactly where you were going the second you even put your hands in your chest i was like yep <laughs> and the warlock's looking for a different patron that's how it works guys the warlock is using thunderstep ah good point that's yeah good good for that blow them up and dip in the same round so these are the Bullywogs. Now, they're not great for skilled combat, but... Nope. And the second the numbers turn against them... They're going to flee. They leave. Right yeah. back into the pond. And what are you going to do? You can't go into the drink. you got a full thing of armor on. Can you breathe underwater? <gasps> You're not that level yet? Oh, too bad. Sucks to be you. Wait till you take that long rest, and they come back out and start messing with you again. That's why one of you should have made an air genasi. That's right. Yeah. But you didn't. But you didn't. Or you know a water why? genasi. Yeah, that's what you get from min-maxing players. You know you did. So basically, these guys are a bunch of fucking pricks. Yeah. And that's that's everything you need to know about Bullywogs. All right. Let's talk about our other cold-blooded creatures, the lizard folk. Yes, indeed. So another primitive, right? Go mm-hmm. ahead and throw their description, not mine. Yeah. They are commonly known as lizard folk. They are, oddly enough, reptilian humanoids mm-hmm. that lurk in swamps and jungles. Of course they are. They're fiercely territorial. They are survivalists. This is this is a spin that I like a lot more than just having a bunch of mean-spirited frogs. At least the concept of the ultimate survivalist is good. Yeah, like you can you can work with that. You can spin that into different directions. And what you'll and I'm you'll talk about it in a second. You will find writers have yeah. So they're no longer as ook ook sling spirit you now it's you know we have an entire culture yes and you can actually deal with them yeah they're not talk to them yeah they're not gonna stab you in the back well they might but only if they're hungry (laughs) right Mm -hmm. you gotta eat man yeah you know if if we're playing the game of you or me then sometimes sometimes lizard lizard folk gotta eat what is it the the dreadful algebra of survival yeah was that was uh Pratchett, I think. But yeah, they are another creature that's been around from nearly day one. Greyhawk, yeah. in fact. And they're in the Fiend Folio. There's some Warhammer references as well. Yep. they And they're from like every mythology, from Mesopotamia to modern TVs. Yeah, what, politicians, v? yeah. Or, or I was, oh, you're going to V? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking... Modern politicians are, you know, rip off their face, show the world who they truly are. I mean, cold-blooded survivalists. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. you don't want to be stuck. Fair fair. You don't want to turn your back on them. They might eat you. That's true. Could happen. All right. So let's, let's start with some more description for them. Okay. So simple folk. Yes. And this doesn't mean simple as in dumb, but right. just simple as in more back to nature, 
naturalized. Yeah. In some settings, they used to have a huge empire Mm -hmm. that they let go. Yeah. That it's just in decline. They just walked away from it for various reasons. Or they were the, the survivors of a gigantic civilization that lasted for millennia. Yes. So in the case of the Forgotten Realms, for example, uh, they were an offshoot of the Saruk. Right. The For those of you who don't know what the Saruk uh, are, yeah. they are the reptilian progenitor race. Let's talk a little bit about their personality. You mentioned they are the ultimate survivalists. What do we mean by that? Well, they don't operate like warm-blooded people do, right? They have a, they have an, a more alien mentality. They're logical, they're methodical, mm-hmm. and they're what most people would consider savage in their methodologies. It's not savagery. It's just a lack of letting their emotions dictate things. Amoral. Right. It's not even amorality because it's just, it's, cold logic yeah it's it's not a matter of whether or not this is immoral it's a matter of whether or not this is something that needs doing yeah which is which comes off as as very harsh and very harsh and yeah so they'll often eat intelligent creatures but it's not necessarily that it's malicious in intent they're not going to eat you because they hate you now they might yeah just because they have alignment just like other creatures as well but most likely it's because they're hungry and you're available and you're not serving you're any. no longer using the meat anymore you're not particularly useful anyway i mean that's what you get for you know playing a uh a multi-class ranger bard druid hybrid i could do it you could you could make that work i'm sure someone else could make that work it used to be called the fuck luke and lyricist but oh that's yeah that's right neither here nor there good callback man i like that that's callback from third edition guys <laughs> Yeah, very good. So they're big on this, um, not necessarily, whereas the Bullywogs are brutish. Right. Now we're going more of an intelligence, but a methodical intelligence. And and still on that same tribal aspect too, right? So they're both nature societies. Yeah. One is more, uh, a much more malicious society. This was more of a utilitarian, I guess is the best way. Yeah. They, they are ultimate the ul- utilitarians. Ultimate, yeah. If it's useful, then we use it. Mm-hmm. They, they're really big on a tribalistic sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a tribalism vibe than actual tribalism. They're, they've, they are hunter-gatherers. They're, so, they're, so they can hunt, yeah. obviously. That's, the, that's a big deal, putting food on the plate. Right. They fear magic. And in some case, it, it is a divine sort of fear it's the the fear that uh is a worshipful fear gotcha versus a just phobia it's not a phobia it is a reverent fear they're in awe of magic right it is powerful it is a force of nature yes and and by the way guys we're we're just coming up with generalities you're getting we'll get to like customizing your bullywog and lizard folk you can pretty much Take this or leave it. So this is not the the voice of, you know, the almighty coming down and saying, this is how you play this stuff. This is just what we've read up on. Right. This is both modern and original information on the creatures. Sure. And some of them worship dragons at yes. one point, too. Yes, indeed. They were in, in the same kobold vein. Yep. 
So originally, again, Lizardmen, Bullywugs, good to throw your throw at your characters. You didn't feel bad for killing them because they were not basically they weren't warm blooded, right? But nowadays, you can have some more interesting uses for them, either as assailants or NPCs or delightful moral quandaries for killing an intelligent creature. Sure. Uh, also, one of the cool things about them is they respect usefulness. So if you're useful, yeah, then you might be honored, prized. Yeah, or at the very least treated as an equal, which doesn't normally happen with warm-blooded creatures. Not eaten on sight. Right. Always a delightful opportunity. So let's talk about them statistically. Okay. They're semi-aquatic. They can hold their breath. So they're not amphibious like frogs and they can breathe, which we should- Right, they're amphibious like amphibians, not amphibious like amphibious. We really need to rewrite that one part. That really, I don't know what it is about the the amphibious quality that bothers me so much because- It's the incorrect word. That's why. It's, yeah, it's-, it's, it's they're, It really irritates they're me. They're using a scientific description incorrectly. Okay. That's what bothers you about it. It bothers me. Probably bothers somebody else. I'm sure. They have dark vision. They do. Which Bullywugs, I don't think they have dark vision. I don't believe so, which is... Mm, which doesn't make any sense either. I'm not... Yeah, we're going to let that fine. go. We'll let that go. They come in various sizes, which I find very fascinating. Yes. So there's pygmies. Yes. Well, there are... Is there still? There used to be. I don't know if there's any more. So there used to be. We're then, not sure if there's still... But like, there's the small ones, too, that were like... Uh, what are they? The po- Poison Dust Tribe or something like that? Third edition, there used to be lots of types of lizard men. Now it's, or lizard folk. Now it's just lizard folk as far as I know, mm-hmm. unless they've added more. They generally are physically powerful and strong. Yes. They prefer strength and numbers over precise combat. Although once they have numbers, they prefer precise combat over just leaping in. Sure. Right. Like Bullywugs, once they've got enough numbers, they just pile on and hope it works out. Just kick your teeth in. Right. Whereas lizard folk will use tactics once they have numbers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And they're good at survival. Yes. Now, this makes them a great guide if yeah. you're lost in the swamp and, you know, need some help getting the paladin out of the muck. He's up to his neck. Yeah. He's, he's like just slowly sinking in the quicksand. Mm-hmm. You know, the rogue swamp of sadness. Yeah, yeah. He's already dragged the rogue down. It's, it's just it's just happening, right? So they yeah. can pull they can help pull him out. Maybe keep you from getting eaten yeah. by the bullywogs, potentially. Sure. So those are a couple stats about lizard men and bullywogs, I should mention. Yeah. So I think we should get to the interesting part, but before we get to that It's time for some messages. Yep. Okay. If there are any topics you would like us to cover, goods or services you would like us to review, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, we would love for you to contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. See you there. And we're back. Welcome back. All right. So when we last left off, we were talking about just some general stats on bullywogs and lizardmen. Right. Lizard folk. Yeah. Some general... uh mental attributes and how they're normally depicted how they're normally portrayed now we're going to get to some fun stuff now first off uh why are we even talking about bullywogs and lizard folk 
Well, for one, it's the follow-up to our Swamps episode. All right, fair enough. But what, like, what, why are we really talking about these two little-used creatures? They are actually interesting. They've got a lot of potential, I feel. Yeah. Like, not just as, like, obviously they're great combat. I sure. Mean, you can just throw them at a party. If you've got a hack-and-slash party, have them come up out of the swamp, start wrecking stuff, and your players will be happy. Lizard men, you know what? They would make great alligator barbarians. Yes. I'm just saying. An alligator. Uh, mm, I like that. I, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Good minions for a big bad is another example. Again, playing on the tropes. Yeah. It allows you to provide your players with something that has a foreign mentality. So alien thoughts. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I like that. And I consider this to be a fun role-playing opportunity because for your players, if they have alien thoughts, how do your players react? Sure. How do you, where's the common ground? Yeah. Yep. How do you find that common ground? You know, throw the face out there and see what happens. Do you jump in the stew pot and get eaten or do you make a breakthrough and you become Dr. Livingston? I kill some bullywugs and... Give them giant frog legs to eat. Oh, give the, the lizard folk the, the yeah. bullywogs? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. I'm a thinker. Something else that also makes them interesting is that oftentimes they are tied to ancient, dying, or dead civilization. So this is a concept of ruins yeah. and maybe what's come after. Uh, in a sci-fi setting, bullywogs and lizard folk would be great because maybe they are the remnants of a past war. Could be. It could be what happened to regular people. Like maybe they mutated. Yeah. Could also be, depending on how sci-fi, they could be the inhabitants of a swamp planet. Sure. Like Dagobah? Yeah. They're just people. They are that planet's version of people. Now, they're, they're fun to explore that brutish aspect of the wild. Sure. You can explore those, what are we quote unquote, savage encounters. Yeah. Or honestly, just monstrous societies. You know, and this is a concept either from a role-playing or just a combat perspective, really, is if there are societies in a D&D game or whatever game you're playing where elves exist and dwarves exist and freaking trees are talking to you, yeah. what's the society like when there's lizard folk and big-ass big frogs? Right. So you can consider stuff like that into your game and explore that society role-playing. It's true. I find that really fascinating because it's like, if, if, because you're talking about alien thoughts, how are they going to think? What is their society going to be like? What's their crime and punishment? What do they view as valuable? All the stuff that we talked about when we were talking about city building in our episode. Sure. I think um, if you need some pointers for, because you mentioned that lizard folk would make, great or both of them would make great role-playing chances if you need some pointers from a fantasy standpoint on how to perhaps portray that imagine violent vulcans yeah because they're very coldly logical creatures but vulcans do not tend to lean towards violence as the first answer whereas lizard people are they are coldly logical. But they but, like violence. But violence they're, is... Yeah, they're down with the, the violence. First. Well, I mean, they're surrounded by a hostile area. 
right? Their their territory is hostile to them. Sure. So and, and also, and and this is also important. The reason we brought these up, why would you even use these in a setting? They're fun to play. Yeah. Not not just to play as in an NPC, but they're actually fun to play for player characters. Sure. Like I would totally make a bullywug character. Why not? Or a lizard folk. And with Tasha, she absolutely you can. You can, can. totally yeah. can. It's totally, it's very easy to do so. All right. So we've given you a bunch of the tropes that we've read up on the books from the massive amount of books that are behind me. Tour, hey, to, there are some books there. There are some, a couple. Yeah, there's Savage Species right there. Yep. In addition to stuff we've read up online. And, you know, we only t- we didn't throw all the lore in there. For example, Bullywugs often worship Froghemus, which it's, we neglected to mention. That's true. They if you also, guys don't know what a Froghemoth is, go Google that. It's awesome. You should also Google their only deity. Oh, yeah. It's even more of an asshole than, than, than the Bullywugs. Yeah. yeah. So, but what we want to do is, look, this stuff's pretty one-dimensional. And I feel that we should upgrade your marsh-dwelling monster. Yes. So let us upgrade the monsters. And this can be from any edition. We've grabbed a whole bunch of just different ideas and we're just jamming them together. First off, the easiest thing you could possibly do to upgrade either a Bullywug or a lizard folk. Don't make them stupid. Yeah, that's it. Just don't make them stupid, guys. You can follow that up with, don't make them racist or xenophobic. Or evil. Yeah. Just don't make them mean. Now you have a completely different species. Yeah. Now you've got literal societies. Yeah. Like just hanging out, just doing people, frog things, doing swamp doing, things, yeah, doing swamp things. Just I, swamp creatures, just doing whatever they're doing in the muck, rolling around, raising kids, making know, farming, whatever the hell a frog would farm, hunting alligators, hunting alligators, and riding them, making riding them, making fancy armor or fancy shoes, making human skin boots. Sure. Because <laughs> why would you kill an alligator for boots? You got a human walking around. I mean, the paladin is just there. It's true, but he's already up to his nose. Alligator leather is actually useful. Yeah, it's human uh, leather as, 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 less so. Fair enough. Okay, so yeah, so don't make them stupid. Don't make them. No, you can make a poncho out of human leather. Ah, there we go. Poncho, human poncho, and a handbag. So don't make them stupid. Don't make them racist or xenophobic. Don't make them evil. There. Yeah. Now they're not enemies potentially. They could be. Now they have depth. Make, yes. Give them depth, what we're trying to say. And once you give them depth, you go to our next step, which is try giving their society some complexity. Try making them more advanced than elves or, like, what if they're the oldest races? Sure. Maybe you roll up in the swamp. Again, the paladin's stuck. The horse's already been eaten by an alligator. You're bound and determined to kill this paladin, aren't you? That damn paladin. Wear your armor in the swamp. What is wrong with you? And he's sinking, and all of a sudden, a magical tensor's floating disc the size of you've never seen reaches and scoops up the paladin, deposits him in another swamp area where he slowly starts to sink again. <laughs> and out of a teleportation gate, this fully robed and armored and just glistening lizard folk creature comes and says, Welcome. Says it in your minds because it's that badass. Sure, it's got a iron stone fl- flying around stuff. Yeah. You know they've they've lived there for twenty thousand years. Their civilization's already been to all the planets. You, you don't realize are, it, but they are the patron to your warlock. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. They've 
they're just badass. And think yeah. of the Bullywogs. Yeah. That would be cool, right? Maybe they created some of the elder races like the Abolith or any of the other amphibian if creatures. Sure. Any of the other, I can breathe air and water. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a fun spin is by making them more advanced than your standard creatures. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a different angle to take, which people would not expect. Absolutely. Uh, going on that aquatic adaptation type thing, make the lizardmen aquatic. Yeah, give them a faster swim speed, the ability to breathe air and water. Um, <laughs> that is not what the note says. I just wanted to harass them some more. Oh, yeah. God, we really gotta, we gotta kind of hit Watsy up and tell them to change that. It bothers me so much. I, they will certainly listen to us. We're experts. Yeah, yeah we are. I mean, we are. We hey, are. we're fucking professional, guys. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so what about chameleon skin? Chameleon skin would be great. So, Bluewooks had it in the first edition. Upgrade your fifth edition or whatever edition you're playing, right. your Bluewooks, to have that. Give it to lizard folk, too. Why not? it's almost like chameleons are lizards. Lizards? Yeah. 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 That makes too much sense. Give them a climb speed. They're lizards. Give them all-around vision. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, because their eyes are kind of si- eyes, yeah. yep. eyes are sideways. And for that matter, give them to the Bluewooks, too, because they got this big old bulbous yeah. eyes. They should be able to see up. Yeah. That's why their eyes are that big. I like the idea of an upgraded bite. So either venom or just bigger teeth. Sure. Piercing and slashing, rending and tearing type stuff. For the bullywugs, certainly you could give them swallow hole. Yeah. Yeah. There goes your gnome. That's what you get for being a gnome illusionist thief. Yeah. Any any small creature, the bullywugs ought to just be able to just chomp. Yep. Just swallow hole. Delicious. Yeah. Their little throat sack is just going back and forth in, in excitement. Of course, the downside to that is you've just swallowed a gnome rogue. Yeah. That's going to be some intestinal trouble. Yeah. He's, he's going to make it out. Gnome's got a six-pack of daggers. <laughs> There's at least five or six alchemist fires in there. You're going to need some Maalocs with that. The gnome can now see the things that normally it has to guess where they are. <laughs> the gnome's like, please eat me so I can kill you. Yeah, it's much easier to sneak attack from this in is, here. This is great. Just going to be Drax the Destroyer from Guardians 2. Sure. Nice. Okay. You want to make them tougher? Here's an example. Give them regeneration. Sure. A lot of lizards have it. Yeah. They can regrow tails. Yep. Make it make them regrow limbs or if given to the again you could give this to the bullywog too but it seems more fun for giving it to the lizard folk you can also just give them tougher skin okay so maybe natural armor natural armor class or maybe temporary hit points or maybe it deflects i don't know slashing yeah something like that now these are just some standard examples but we also have what i like to call Let's upgrade with some mutations. Yay, mutations. So when I think of lizard folk, I think of extra arms. So Goro. Sure. Imagine like lizard man comes in. He's got an axe. And he's got an axe. And he's got an axe. And he's got a net. Sure. Tosses the net and he hits you three times with each axe. 
And uh, and then he bites. It's a bad day. It's a badass day. Or extra heads. That'd be fun. Sure. I How many s- bites do you get? Look, man, the swamp, the it's water's not place. always, it's a strange place. Mystical alchemical runoff from the factories. Those damn gnomes are just dumping all the pollutants into the into the uh, swamp. Yeah. There's blue brightly, brightly glowing slime. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you got extra eyes or heads for your bullywugs. Extra feet would be great too. Sure. Imagine that jump. That'd be a lot. Yeah. So go crazy. Oh, a bullywug centaur, but the bottom half is still frog. I like that. I think wings would be great too. Sure. Leaps out of the water and just keeps going. <laughs> it's got a leap and a glide attack. Yeah. I also like a flying fish wings. Yeah. Well, imagine it. Imagine the bullywug leaps out of the water and with the last step pushes the paladin under the <laughs> right, quicksand, yeah. leaps into the air, starts firing bows. So it's like a bullywug monk. Sort of. And then comes down with the dragoon attack. With a big spear? The big spear. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. You mentioned acidic, or you, you have on your list here, acidic skin. Yes. I want to go a slightly different direction. Okay. Hallucinogenic skin. Yes. Which the uh, Grugs have. Oh, do they? Yeah. They've got hallucinogenic one skin? Of, one of the, yeah, one of the subspecies does. Nice. Yeah. A little poison arrow frog action. I believe it. Yeah, I think, I think it's hallucinogenic. I know one of them makes you calm. One of them makes you want to douse yourself in water. They're kind of weird. It's just kind of rent, but I think one of them's hallucinogenic. One of the like more powerful ones. But there's nothing to say that you can't upgrade your standard of the mill old school bullywug with a little trip and toad action. Yeah. Yeah. A little hypno toad. That's what I was about. <laughs> yes. All glory to the hypno toad. <laughs> Fiendish influences. How about that? Or draconic influences for that matter. I mean, making them part black dragon is all all good i mean it, they're right there in the swamp chilling and if i were a black dragon let's say you're feeling a little randy sure and it's I'm you're looking not, at the kobolds and you're like they're so small but lizard folk it's lizard folk though let's say i want to ensure that cue the 70s porn music i take over this whole swamp mm-hmm Nothing says I've created my own army like a bunch of half-dragon lizard folk, several of whom are going to turn out to be sorcerers because... Of course. Dragon-blooded is straight up one of the sorcerer lineages. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. With that's, a breath weapon attack. Yeah. And a whole lot of anger issues. And if they're half-dragons... Wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see? We're going to just wreck this whole place. Now you've got a campaign on your on your hands because that black dragon's like, all right, it's time to take over. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could literally make that the, if you're running a shorter campaign, you could make that the, the whole concept of the campaign. The black dragon is the big evil bad guy with its army of dragon bred lizard folk. Just messing stuff up. Let's go back to fiendish influences. Now, I think bullywogs would be great for fiendishness. Yeah. I mean, lizard folk would be great too, but 
Bully wugs are already mean. Yeah, they're already mean spirited. They're already pissed off. They're already summoning shit anyway. Yeah. So if they're already doing that, they let's just say that at some point in the past they've summoned a fiend, whether it's whether it's fiendish or abyssal, right? And now there's been a little bit of you know, yeah. a little bit of this and that, and you've got some fiendish influence bullywugs that can either spit acid or flames. Sure, maybe they got the bat wings like I was talking about before. Yeah. Some immunities. Some kind of halo of fire, perhaps, or acid. Yeah. They explode in poisonous gas when you kill them. That would be amazing. Well, that's what the dretches do? Dretches do or mains? One or the other. I think the mains do that. I don't remember. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, so think of all of the really fun things that demons and other, you know, Beatazoo and stuff like that yeah. have, and add them to your bullywook. Yeah, flavor them up. Yeah. And and I would say, don't just do, go random on it. Make a table. We should make a table. We should make We're going to make a table for you guys. And it's going to have just some random upgrades for your Bullywug or for your lizard folk. Yeah. Or anybody. Or anybody. Honestly, yeah, you could. Cobalt, fiendish kobolds. Why not? Fiendish kobolds would be great. Now, another way to upgrade them, and this is one of the more simpler ones, but just give them class levels. Yes. This is my favorite way to make monsters more interesting because if you play with an experienced set of people right then you're going to end up having them go oh it's just some lizard folk don't worry about it let's have have krug the barbarian take them all out and then you watch krug as his head gets sliced off because your lizard folk had barbarian levels as well it's an alligator barbarian. I've already said this. Yeah. Look at that alligator barbarian. He just he just completely destroyed Krug and the paladins underwater. <laughs> sinking. Of course he is. <laughs> still. He's still sinking. Where is he? Can't find him. I can see his hat. It's got a plume on it. And the horse is eaten. <laughs> and, and finally, you can also, of course. Just, just give him poison. Just give him poison. Just, yeah. yeah. Make him poisonous, venomous, whatever. Maybe if you eat them, they get their they you get poisoned or poison skin or if they bite you, they're venomous. Yeah. Or they can spit, they can spit venom from their uh, from their eyes. Sure, like horned, like kind of the horned lizard spit blood. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. You want to freak a, a character out, <laughs> freak your players out. Like all of a sudden, his eyes kind of turn in, inwards, and they they, they just kind of flick some blood on onto your characters, and it happens to be poisonous. That would be awesome. Absolutely. You want to go for I'm some for that. visceral impact? Yeah. And then you take your, your drink of Mountain Dew and you toss it in their face. <laughs> just so they get the... Just to get the point. Right. <laughs> we like props here at the Goblin's Corner. Okay. We're getting we're getting a little punchy here. A little loopy. Let's, let's talk about story possibilities. All right. One of the story possibilities I had was a group of Bullywugs has found an ancient powerful relic in the swamp. Mm-hmm. And is wreaking havoc in the general area. So there's like a wizard tower. They found something and it's just screwing shit up. Yeah. Love it. Always, always fun. Uh, Here's one. A tribe of lizard folk ventures in from the wilderness, eager to trade. Does the party share? What happens if they offend the lizard folk? There's a good role-playing opportunity. Potential combat as well. Yeah. A rash of 
thefts has led the players to the forgotten corners of the city's sewer system where Bullywug thieves deliver their offerings to a frog hemoth. Ah, uh, yes, all bow to the frog hemoth. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't love a frog hemoth? Extra credit if you make the frog hemoth hallucinogenic as well, because then it becomes the ultimate hypnotoad. Sure. Uh, a lizard folk cleric of the drowning god is on a holy trek for for converts. I can't. I'm converts. laughing even saying this. Yeah, <laughs> converts in quotes. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> oh mercy. A bullywug warlock of great power have, has taken over the local wilderness, and a legion of aquatic horrors besiege the town, nation, or house, depending on... On you your know, campaign size? Yeah. yeah, I love that. And that's an easy one to do, because that's just a bullywug with class levels. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, here's one. The players stumble upon, <laughs> we call it Reptile Wakanda, yeah. and realize the lizard folk had them fooled all along. So going back to what we'd said about maybe make them more powerful than all the other characters. Yeah. There's a perfect example. It's been there all along for years, and the players just now stumble upon it. Oh, my God. There's an advanced civilization. Welcome to Reptile Wakanda. Yeah. I mean, they literally just... It's an enlightened civilization. They've got high magic. Think of it like uh, if you're going Forgotten Realms, like Nethril, right? Yep. They use permanent hallucinatory terrain around all of their borders so that people just don't know. And they got a bunch of bullywogs just kind of scamping around as well to keep to keep all the you know interlopers around the lizard people could be the people that the bullywugs lost the fight to going back oh excellent good lore there yeah. a loki a local bullywug tribe has become the plaything of a slod you know i love some slod and this is an easy way to have patron or something mm-hmm. they can pray to, or hey, have out a half slod, half bullywug. Yes, talk about some mutations there. Indeed, I mean, you get, you might grow a purple hat or something. I mean, it, it's anybody's game with a slod. Yes, it is time for the plaid bullywugs. Yes, plaid plaid bullywugs. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Here you go. Uh, this is a, and this is something where it doesn't start in a bar. We're going back to that episode where yeah. maybe we just start in a bullywug or lizard folk campaign. Yeah. The players wake up. You wake up. You're captured by insert bullywug or lizard folk. You're stuck in a pen. You await the great cooking pot. There's your campaign starter. Yep. Now they either got to escape, kill them, That's find some way to intimidate or use some kind of diplomacy, get their way out of the cooking pot yeah. or the pen or whatnot. I love starting a campaign in a place of like desperation and then... You know, you can work your way out of it. You and then get to you further desperation. Starter, you pick up your starter equipment after you've solved the the current predicament. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the party is approached by a bullywug cleric of Paylor or Lathander or some good god. Insert pick one, whatever I'm stupid god you have. Or, yeah. Anyone and ask to assist with a quest. Yeah. So the bullywug. St- Stamps in from the swamp, complete in shining armor. That he got from the dead paladin. He got from the, of course, yeah. he got it from the paladin who had drowned a few weeks earlier. <laughs> he's got, he's gnawing on the leg of horse. Yeah. That's the good stuff. Right that's, that's a great conversation starter right there. So a couple ideas, story possibilities. Now, Matt, you've got some lore possibilities as well. Indeed. Just a couple of thoughts. 
What if bullywugs are responsible for all of the ruins in the swamps? They were once an advanced race of creatures, but they've been cursed by an ancient god. So they are basically destined to continue to wallow and muck about in the swamps. Right. But all of, all of the ruins and stuff that you find in swamps that make swamps interesting, and they all used to be from bullywugs. It's a great idea. Another one is, what if eating sentient, uh, for, for lizard folk, what if eating sentient folks is a sign of respect? It allows that person to provide for the tribe one last time. It prevents that person from being tainted by necromancy, which we all know tends to run rampant in the swamps. I mean, and in most fantasy games. Sure. But that allows them to ensure the proper passage into whatever afterlife that person is supposed to be going to. You certainly can't raise dead when they're digesting in your stomach. Exactly. So what if it's actually a sign of respect? I love you so much that when you die, I'm going to consume your corpse. I will eat you. Yes. I love that. That's what a great... What a great weird thing. And it's and it, again, doesn't affect any power dynamics. It's just a fun role-playing opportunity. Now, if you're playing a lizard folk as a player character, you should totally use that because not only is that awesome to say, but it'll freak the rest of the players out. Well, not just that. But I'm going to demand as that lizard folk if he that die, if, if I per- die, they have to eat you me. You must eat me. I don't care how, but you must cook me you want or eat me raw it is it is a respect thing that's right that'd be awesome people show me respect and then my character would purposely try to die (laughs) just to make him do it and uh, you got one more which is which is also a great one too oh so bullywugs are also known to worship vile entities yeah obereth the demon lord dagon Mm -hmm. the great old one ganador of course I like Ganador. He doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, I got Ganador love. The ancient goddess of darkness, Shar. Shar, sure. Some believe that if they're violent enough, they'll be reborn as a slot. Interesting. So imagine in the way that normal people, if I'm good enough, I'm going to get angel wings and a halo and my own little harp. The bullo looks a big enough bastard. It'll turn into a slot when when it dies. Yes. Sure. That makes sense. And in fact, I'm even okay with it. I like that. In fact, that should be lore in somebody's game. Yeah. Oh, I. you know, I mentioned it earlier, but I forgot we had actually made a note of it. There's a god that is specific to Bullywogs. Okay. And that's Raymanos, the god of intoxication, rest, and decline. Okay. So it's your 40-year-old uncle that sleeps on your couch and smokes a lot of weed. Yeah. And just drinks to incoherence nightly okay cool as a god form yeah but he's not actually gonna answer prayers or anything shows up at your house hey man can i like do my laundry yeah you you got any beer you got yeah you got can i have a six-pack i bums all your cigarettes pretty much yeah (laughs) wow even their god is an asshole (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's terrible and as previously mentioned they are known to worship frog humans as well. You should. <laughs> so there you go. A couple lore possibilities, a couple story possibilities, and of course, some other options to upgrade these delightful creatures for your campaign. Now, again, a lot of fantasy stuff we're throwing at you, but you can 
easily throw blue wolves and lizard folk into a sci-fi space easy for space or any type of uh, futuristic campaign as well and they're just a lot of fun i would like to see them in the world of darkness personally i mean they kind of uh what is it the uh what are the the macaulay the macaulay yeah Yeah. but they don't have a frog one they do not and they could sure wear frogs why not did we miss something or perhaps something that you would like to see us talk about Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com. Or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. We've mentioned before that we're on all the things. We are Goblins Corner on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitch. We are the Goblins Corner on Instagram. That's right. Do you like our show? Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite player or YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. You could, you know, give us five stars or shoot us a review or you know we'd like warm and fuzzies and yeah. uh, and we'd like feedback in general helps boost the show gets other people to discover all of the ridiculous things we we're saying as well and if you're on youtube you can do the whole like subscribe and click the bell so that you get uh notifications whenever we upload new content yeah which yeah. we do every week that's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you again. In a world where the Goblin's Corner is by Matt Staples. And Eric Holden. Show song by the mighty D20. This has been a subterranean production. Coming soon.